All right, I got a public safety announcement for you guys out there, especially you guys in Afghanistan, because I know you're listening. They're, they, I've talked about this a lot. I probably exceeded four or six hours on this topic alone. Last time we were up here, Anthony Bourdain died. And then yesterday with one of the students in the class, we were talking about that Hutchinson guy from NXS. And then he had David Carradine. My public safety thing is autoerotic asphyxiation. Now, if I mentioned this before, sorry, I don't remember because I see so many people, so many classes, and I know we've been talking about it, but I didn't know if I talked about it in the uh, podcast. And we came up with a solution for you guys who like to choke yourself out while you're playing with yourself. We come up with cures, Frank. Cures. Cures for slapping the trigger. Cures for this and that. Cures. A lot of fundamental cures. And we've got a fundamental cure for the hanging yourself with your cock in your hand. Yeah, totally. It's 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 the it's the Peter hang up, man. It's the teeter Peter. Go get yourself a teeter hang up, hang upside down, and start stroking, and you won't have to hang yourself from your goddamn yeah, curtain rod. Yeah, let the rock. blood flow to your head. Then you can start getting off, and then you won't die because you're in a teeter hang up. I'm just- sorry. We're Frank, just, Frank and I are having a little victory lap here. We're, we're having a couple of drinks. It, but, you know, it's the Peter hang-up. You know what I mean? The Peter teeter or whatever. So that comes from Johnny Bravo in the class. Johnny Bravo came up with the word, the, the Peter teeter. We had this guy look exactly like Johnny Bravo. Worked for a construction company. Construction company bought the whole class. Brought 13 students to the course. And uh, one guy looks like exactly like Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Except he had a he had a body. He, was he had a, he had a body of a what? He was a dad body. He had a dad body. He's all splayed out on the ground, yeah. and he looked like a dad or a granddad. It, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so there. That, welcome to the Everyday Sniper Podcast. You got Frank and Mark here. We're we're done with Alaska Precision Rifle for this trip. Going home tomorrow, but I want to knock this out before I get on the airplane. We learned a lot as instructors, and we're able to see these guys. I, I And I'll tell you what, Mark. I love the fact that we're, 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 we're training marksmen with, like, you know, no bullshit, no software, none of this. These guys got hunting rifles. These guys got all this stuff. We 3378. Took- Who out there listening to this has a 3378 Weatherby? In took it all the way out from 100 to 1,000 yards and got the hits and has confidence now to shoot targets. Those guys were eat- – we have a- there's a wolf target here at 600 yards with like a three-inch heart pop out. They're nailing it. The- the- I mean, the results we're seeing are, are-, are just you- – you know, we can't describe them on the radio or on the podcast, whatever you want to call it. Now, for us, it's radio, you guys, it's podcast. But, I mean, just the things we learn with the variety of students, it's pure marksmanship. It's not about software. It's not about bullshit. It's not about gaming. It, these guys are showing up 300 win mag, Remington 700. You can't even open the damn bolt. I got a video I'm going to post. He, it was a brand new 700. 300 wind mag, he put in a Magpul stock, he had to tap the damn bolt open with a hammer. Yep. Factory Hornaday ammo. Yep. I mean, come on, Horn- uh, fucking Remington, get your shit together. Yep. It, it's a crooked chamber. Three Creedmoors that resembled... Um, the Ruger Americans. 
Yeah, three crude more that resembled uh, something that you would bring to a course like this, and everything else was just pretty hunting much rifles. over the top hunting rifles. Dude, yeah. Love Muscle was a fucking hammer today. Yeah, that Love dude, Muscle. What, did you name him that, or did he name him Well, something? they named him that, and I took it. So he had a reputation with for being called the Love Muscle. And he says, you know. I don't even know what that's says, all about. He says, all holes are open. That's what he told me. Mm. He says, all all of them are available. Hmm. So you got jaw sphincter, muscle. Sphincter's a muscle. Muscle. Jaw's sphincter. a muscle. And, you know, he said they're all available. So, <laughs> all right. So here we are with the Everyday Sniper. And we're just going to give you an after-action report of what we learned and what we saw. It is illuminating to see these students within two we We were mentioning it. Two hours after the class, these guys were hammering. We progressed and we got them to a point. No one left disappointed. Even even Love Muscle. His goal, he hit on the third round with this cheesy-ass 300 wind mag hunting rifle. You know, barely the scope. He had SHV. I take that back. He had SHV on it. But it was this pencil-thin hunting rifle. Third round hit on a clay Was that a break? Engine. That was not a break. What no, does it do? It, it dispenses... Cre- yes, is that It dispenses box. sound in every direction so that it des- destroys everyone's hearing. Yes. And yeah. third round hit on a clay pigeon at 1,010 yards. Yeah. The dude was psyched. When we took him through this afternoon, he was first round hitting everything from 600 to 1,000 yards. We had I'm, that 700-yard target you created up here. Yep. And it's like our chewing one, but a little different. Yep. Um, I did it on one plane instead of two planes. Right. Because I, I, I've i got a, a target creator up here, uh, Jason Wood at Target USA. And he'll do anything for me as long as it's it's simplified and he can get away with it in a, in a short period of time. And I can pay for it, of course. Right, right. So, so basically, I had him create for me a, I don't know, a two-thirds Ipsic, maybe a half Ipsic with an open center of about... Uh, I would say eight inches at 700, and that's the target, okay? But the rest of the target is the Ipsic with wings that are, are I think, four inches uh, on tall side, on either side. the Ipsic. Now, what that gives us is the ability to convert a windage miss into an elevation hit. Yeah. Because that's a that's – a, a, you got to remember, after 600 yards here – if you go stand out in the range uh, um, at, uh, that we use, you can't see someone from the waist down. They're below the line of sight, their waist. So it's tough for us to spot elevation and different things. We can see left or right. It's really hard to see high or low. But we could have gone to an 18 by 18. Right. We could have went to a bigger target. target but, but we chose to make it more interesting instead of less challenging. Right. Yeah, and, and basically they rose to the challenge, and uh, we had very few misses off uh, off the wings. Prior to the prior to this target, we used to avoid seven hundred like the plague. Yeah, and, because it's in a hole. Right, but now well, the last class, the one prior to this one, was um was all seven hundred. We did the we did the the, the PR two competition stages at seven hundred. Yes, seven eight nine. Come in, hope hoping you've done your homework. Um. Welcome to PR2. Come up to the line. Here are your targets, 789. And I hope you've done some homework since PR1. And and most guys rose to the occasion. Uh, half, the, half the class got a couple hits or whatnot. 
one guy cleaned, totally cleaned it, six six out of six. And he was, uh, his name was Baron. And he was just a, an absolute uh, TRG 300, was it 300 or 308? Uh, 308. 308 hammer. Yeah. He was the the, the star of the course. Or, or was it a 6.5? No, it was a 6.5. 6.5 Creed. Creed. It, it was six, a 6.5 Creed, Creed TRG. He was the star of the course, but he came with the, in with the TRG and just What about Tim? It. Tim Silvers? A Savage... Uh, 308. 308. Savage 308. He won the comp. Yes, with add-ons and and add-ons. What by what I mean by add-ons was that he uh, did some epoxy molding for his uh, vertical. Fit. Ra- yeah, for, for his fit, fit for his uh, shooting the rifle. It was incredible, man. I mean, these guys were using their imaginations. You guys in the lower forty-eight. I know what you're going through. I know what you're doing, and you're just buying everything, buying everything. These guys up here. Are using their imaginations and they're coming to the course, spun up, really ready to hit. The most them. expensive rifle this last class was probably a grand. Just the rifle, not the scope. Oh, please, I'm thinking. Oh, except that. for the it was a good, yeah, Christensen three thirty eight. Right, we had yeah. one Christensen three thirty eight. That was the most expensive rifle. The rest of them were uh, two Ruger Americans, a Bagara. So the Bagara is a really good rifle. And the, so the Bagara. Um, HMR in 6.5 Creedmoor, two Ruger Americans in 6.5 Creedmoor. Then we had 700. A Kimber. Right, Kimber. Kimber, a 700. Uh, the um, Browning A-Bolt or whatever, which is the 28 nozzle that Dean's shooting. Yeah. Uh, he was muscle, destroying him. Right. He was destroying his bipod. He couldn't handle his bipod. Uh, just, Love you know. Muscle had a, uh, had a uh, Browning, 300 Win Mag. We had a lot of 300 Win Mags this last class. Then we had... But you have to understand, this was a a corporate class, a bunch of construction workers, really fabulous guy, um, yeah. Josh, up, Josh up here, who is... Um, you said Josh is a hell of a pilot with that hover stuff. Man. Josh is, is, is a famous Alaska pilot for his uh, ability to do vertical stalls, short takeoff and landing, uh, he wins... You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the stall competition up in Valdez. But anyway, Josh came to our class last year with a Remington. Yeah, right? and then the, she has Remington uh, 300 win with uh, Schmidt and Bender. Now he's upgraded to a chassis. Now he's he's got a suppressor on. Uh, a Night Force NXS. Yes. He shot well. He came in and he knocked out some stuff and then he left, but his guys were all here. Yeah, his guys were here. He was paying, he was paying the tab, basically. He was paying the tab for 13 students, all their meals and expenses. I mean, that's what we mean to people up here, Frank. This is a destination. It's a destination course. Yeah. There, people are buying their uh, their um, employees and associates a getaway to shoot with Frank and Mark. It's the Frank and Mark show. Yeah, yeah, right. totally the Frank and Mark show. Yeah. Now, I, let, let's talk about some of the fundamental stuff we saw, and, and you got a good one to talk about because trigger control. What do we say? Well, I came up with a new little um, descriptor mm-hmm. for the guy on the trigger who who's, who's like he doesn't know whether to be on the end of his pad, the first pad, the center of the first pad, the joint at the first and second pad, and he keeps uh, moving. He keeps moving. He's moving. When when you got him taking snaps and you're standing, when you're breathing on him and he's taking snaps, he's on the end of his pad. As soon as he goes live, he starts digging in the trigger like he's trying to find a G spot. Yeah. So it's it's like a G spot trigger. Yeah, yeah, G spot tickle. He's a trickle tickle. So we we've we've called it the G spot tickle. Is the guy who can't find his happy spot on the trigger, but he goes deeper, a little bit deeper, (laughs) because he's trying to make something happy. 
him <laughs> and you and I as well, but we don't have a T-spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and here's the deal, man. Here, here's the golden part of this. <laughs> you can laugh, Frank. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I got your girl on he's my trying, Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, trying not to, he's trying not to get too giggly over this. Tina's back in the uh, girlfriend Tina's over there on Frank's fucking bed, for God's sake. And, and, and we, I don't know. That's how I roll, it's man. It's a little bit creepy. Babe. Dude, I'm go, like go an back appetizer. Next, go back next door. I'm, I'm like yeah. an appetizer. You're creeping me out. Right? <laughs> so, so I mean, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Now I'm thinking about G-spots. That's okay. Um. Anyway. Now, Tina's G-spot, you weren't. How do you know? No, I don't know. You don't know. Okay, this is getting a little creepy. <laughs> let's, get back, let's get back to why you guys log on here or else we're going to have to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it's... It's amazing how many people, because here's the deal. Here's the beauty of this course. I'm on glass. I'm spotting for these guys. I'm calling all this stuff. Mark is camped out, and he's fucking Sergeant Taylor, man. He's on you. He's not cutting you any slack. So we're double teaming these students. Me on glass, taking care of that, and I can see what's going on downrange. Mark is in your face. Watch him. You know what? From the beginning of the class to the end of the class, you ain't getting away with shit. No. From down the line, I can spot a one inch. I can spot a one degree can't from 20 yards. There you go. That's about right. <laughs> and you've heard me holler it down the line. He's got can't, Frank. Square it away. He's yeah. got can't. I, that, Frank's struggling looking through a, uh, a spotting scope trying to get this guy on target at 900 yards. And I'm down right side of the line. Uh, eyeball and everything else and everybody else, and I spot this one degree can't, and he's missing off the right edge. Right. Well, that was Dean. Dean was can't yep. a lot. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Not, and Dean stepped up to the plate and was a good shooter, man. Blue. 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 Blue, Blue was, was my boy. If he, he would sneak away. He would sneak away. He would sneak in a little flinch. If he if he uh, if he didn't catch a, mm -hmm. catch around, he would sneak in a flinch. How, how many whole arm and shoulder trigger pullers did we see? Incorrect. <laughs> A all, lot of all them. of them, yeah, yeah all of because them. of those magnums, man. Magnums are a flinch factory, guys. You know what I mean? If if there, there's a difference between <laughs> oh shit, Tina, go get me another drink. There's a difference between the target shooting world and the hunting world, and and I'll tell you what, because of the amount of hunting rifles we had in this class, we limited them to three rounds because the rifles couldn't handle it. The rifles fell apart at the, after the fourth round. He, he was definitely a factor, and it's not even hot up here. Yes, but but a thirty three seventy eight creates so much heat, especially with a uh, ineffective Bullshit blast blast yeah. uh, distributor on the end the of boss. it. Yeah, the boss, yeah, sorry, wasted your time. Blast distributor on the end of it. It creates so much heat that the student spent more time waiting for his barrel to cool off. It, what it became was a one shot gun. Right. It was it was a cold board gun basically, and I told him I said. Part of this is a, his name is Doug. I said, Doug, this is a one-shot hunting rifle because, and it, and it's a killer. And you'll kill the six, 700 yards with it, but you can't start shooting groups with this rifle or come to a learning experience with this rifle. It's just not but they, they stepped up to the challenge, man. We weren't, there was nobody who went down the range without that first or second round hit. Yep. They stepped up to the challenge. Why? Because we wouldn't let him slack off on the fundamentals. Mark's in your face, man. He's telling you fundamentals will get you the hit. It's WTF, right? It's the win because we got a, it's a tiny bit of win here, but it's enough to be annoying. 
it's it's the range and we doped all these guys well and then it's the fundamentals fuck up a fundamental and guess what you taylor, just miss you're gonna hear from taylor from yeah taylor. you're gonna well, well, last night once we got lubed up this was the night of of day one for them and uh preceding day two they're all lubed up lubed up meaning cocktailed up yeah out it's there. a social event 10 yeah. 11 o'clock at night and we're all out on the deck the sun's going down, so 10.30, and the sun's going down. I have no concept of time up here because the sun it. never fucking goes It's always down. like 6 o'clock. It's, it's always like 6 it. o'clock in Alaska. And, and and one of the things the guy said was, you're the, we can tell you're the the um, heavy hitter, you know, like the, the, heavy, the, right. the bad DI. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the the angry, I'm, I'm the angry DI. And Frank's going, if I could get you to, you know, raise your elevation a couple, maybe. I'm like, I, and I'm just pointing my finger, driving, driving my hand in their face. Do it now. Do it now. But anyway, they appreciated that because what we call this is the Hammer Forge Fundamental. And we got a hammer on you, man. Fucking Mark's there beating you over the head with a hammer to make sure you're doing it. There's, dude, they got zero slack. Zero. We, but, you know, we don't just basically go, these guys are getting their trip paid for. They got all this stuff. They don't give a shit. They showed up with, you know... Really, you know, 300 win mag, all this other, you know, stuff that's flinch factories. And we're not just going, okay, guys, go shoot. You know, we, we can't we'll do our jobs We'll call your shots and we'll, and we'll yeah. get you on time. We can't, do our, we can't do our job here because you, you're not stepping up. We don't know. Frank, we're getting follow-ups to the center of plate at 7, 8, 9. I'm telling you, man. We didn't, we barely go in. Even with these hunter guys, we, we barely shot. Inside 500 yards with them, barely, and they stepped up. And then when we when we do open the range up at the end of the day, the last two hours of the day, we open the range up. It had to be at least two tons of steel. When we gather up all the steel, three pickup trucks. It was three pickup trucks loaded with steel. We had such a steel package this particular cycle. Um, that I don't know how we could have fit any more steel on the range. Everything had a a yard line, a third, uh, two thirds, and then next yard line. It was it was incredible. I mean, even when I played with the six five Creedmoor guys, we have that we have that um at six hundred yards. There's that big plate and little plate, the round circles on yep, the rack. Yep. What's that small one? Is it six or five? It might be five. Yeah, yeah it's it's five. it's an MOA a little less. They stepped up and they hit it. We were on a big plate. Big plate confirmed their elevation. We put watermarks on everything. So we're always looking at elevation and ever, with these guys. We're writing dope down. I did at the end of the day when we were done. That is when I turned around and I set up guys software. And I saved their favorites. One guy had ballistics. One guy had trace off. Majority had trace off because they asked us in a class what to download. Download trace off. I set up trace off for like three of them today. I did ballistics for two of them today. But there's no software on the line. There's no voodoo. There's no bullshit. There's just the fundamentals of marksmanship. And it's just staying on them and not hanging back and playing. Oh, you just missed. Oh, the next time you get it. Oh, you just missed. No. It's like you're not on. You're not this. You got three shots to do it because you got a pencil-thin hunting yeah, rifle. Yeah. They all stepped up. I mean – a majority of them went three for three. Yep. And you, you know, because today was six to a thousand. And 
us working with them yesterday, today the majority went three for three. And I don't. We never went back to zero today. We went back to zero Once, one time we early. One time. One time early, but then we never like. Um, you know, kept dwelling on zeros sometimes. Sometimes we have to dwell on zeros. Oh, talk about how we yeah. were doing zeros. The, With the guys, because we changed scopes. We had a scope that was wrong. That could have, yeah. that the Remington 700 was fucked. I mean, I'm telling you, Remington's got their head up their ass. And this guy had a Zeiss Conquest, and we couldn't zero it because he ran out of windage. So he it, it was a hunting setup on the 700. We had to send him yesterday to Three Bear to go get a Which pick Which is an rail. hour away. Yeah, pick rail. He had to go to Three Bear to get a pick rail in Wasilla. He came back this morning. I, I installed his pick rail. I did everything. With my loner scope that I gave him, a tactical scope. It was a SWFA Super Sniper 5-20. to It's flawless. It's, it's a fucking... It's a loner scope because it works. Yep. He needed three mils to zero at a hundred yards, but yeah, something going on. Right, something's wrong with that rifle. It, 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 he can't open the bolt with a hammer. You know, he has to have a hammer. <laughs> I didn't see that. So anyway, what we're doing because we are there's a lot of scopes that go down. We got a lot of little issues that come up. Um, guys that over rev, guys that do things wrong. Tell them how we're backing them into our 100 yard zero and how easy we did it with you. This is pretty special. Not everyone has a 300 yard burn where they can see a, I want to say, six foot high, maybe 18 foot long um, gravel pit type, right. type environment. But if you have that, you're on a zero almost immediately. And here's how you do it you just mounted your new scope. Your new scope's tightened to torque. Everything's fine. You're now going to take some snaps at the three, and you're going to pick a spot. How many guys took snaps? A oh. lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them oh. took snaps. Well, that's a that's a big pounding we give them, Frank. But, but, but basically, we don't let you shoot yeah, until yeah. you take, take snaps. Until you take snaps. Every okay. time. But but basically, what if, if you're having a great big problem, what Frank and I, or, or I do is get on your rifle, dial your 300-yard dope. Which generally is what, Frank? Like one, point eight, one point, mil, it's two. either point eight, one, one, one nine, point two. Point eight, point nine, one, one three, or one six, depending mm -hmm. on how slow. Okay, so so it's gotta be one of those. So we usually go one oh. All right, now we dial the one oh that is the that accounts for the distance to three. We shoot to the three. Guys, three mils right, a mil high. We make that adjustment. It may take two or three shots, but we get the guy to the center of the target at three. Now guess what we can do? We can take that dope off, and he has a very uh, proximity within a, a, a approximate 100-yard zero. We did that at least five times this weekend, and nobody was further out at 100 than a half an inch in some direction, whether it's up, down, left, or right. By us zeroing them at 300... And then setting their turrets to that dope, and then backing them off to zero. We reset the turret to three. We turn it to zero. We're we're getting them in two shots. They're on at a hundred, and they're they're solid yep. because we're we're doing it at three, and then we back them into it. And it's money, it's speed. Because I mean, they don't have the luxuries we have in the lower forty-eight. Man, three bear is. 
like a bargain basement Walmart. But that's what all they have. You know, they don't have a mile high here. They can't go and, and buy fucking Gucci equipment. They're buying, you know, fuck, today, man, was like six split ring scopes. I thought we were going to have problems. We had a 338 Lapua on a Christensen Arms uh, uh, basis, right? Or a base, base, base rifle with, with tally split rings. Now, who can do that? Right. Well, he did happen to pull it off. However, it doesn't always come out that way. I, and I've talked him into a sperm out now. Um, and, and basically, he's going to, this guy's going to be buying a lot of equipment. He bought a uh, Elite Iron Bipod from me on the line. Because, you know, because what? he was, it was destroying him. You know, it had a break on it, but it was destroying him. He was destroying his recoil management, destroying his position, shot to shot. And so I said, let's take this off, let's put this on. And we brought him in, and he was so happy. He says, I'll buy it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys were through the roof. You know, the, the, the PR2, we're creating real-world scenarios. Because let me tell you something. Here's the secret, man. Here's something those guys don't want to tell you down there who are making bank off of you. What's an advanced precision rifle class? What is? Yeah, what is an advanced precision rifle class, like PR2 that we did? We hammer the precision. First of all, we go back to precision. First, we go to Homer, see if they've done their homework since PR1. Then we go back to precision, hammer the precision, demand the fundamentals, and then we take them off their bellies to uh, intermediate and then long-range uh, other positions. It's alternate positions in speed. Less time to get on target because we timed them off. We did little, like not quite PRS, but little mini comp with everybody. We ran them, we let them run every stage we set up. We set up the tank trap. We set up two barricades. We set up the tripods. We set up all different things to shoot off of. We let them learn their positions and get in and get out. Then we got them back and we said, you know, if it was two shots, they had 45 seconds. If it was four shots, they had 90 seconds. The advanced class is just the fundamentals faster and off your belly. And more demanding. Right. And us being more demanding on perfection of the fundamentals of marksmanship. Yeah. If you fuck up, Dude, you better get over there and start doing fucking dry presses. Yeah. You know what I mean? You still got a trigger control problem. And, and, and you know, we, we still see that. Guys will come in and, and do that stuff. But it's amazing how many are moving that finger as much because we're, 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 we're nose to nose with these guys. And like Mark said earlier. It's tip of the finger, pat of the finger, joint of the finger, back to pat of the finger. Even when you tell them over and over again, it's tip of the finger, pat of the finger, joint of the finger, back to the tip. That's inconsistent. That is not going to get you a fucking hit on target. Consistency rules. And it will up close, but it won't at intermediate or long range. Right, right. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing to see this that these guys don't have their head in software, that we're getting these guys pure, real data. We're getting them solid hits. I mean, these targets, we got watermarks on everything. You better hit the friggin' line or you're going to shoot it again. Wait a minute. You're off a little bit. Your gun's, a, you know, a pencil-thin hunting rifle. Okay, you're coming cool. back to you. We're coming back to you. It's cool. We're coming back. We don't give them a break. But we're not overcooking these rifles either because they can't handle it. Our tactical rifles, talk about your AI today. AI was, um, I went through the entire course, Frank, 
one one hit or one shot hits all the way down the course from four. I took it from four hundred to a thousand on about seven different targets, and basically it was a one shot hit. And this was worth Lapua slow ammunition, but it was consistent. Yeah, Mark got to open. I went to eight, found the uh, drop, uh, and basically uh, backed into my muzzle velocity, built that into a uh, trace saw, and then it went line to line all the way down the course. It was a hammer, man. He's got a he's he's got an eighteen AX short action, barreled in six by forty seven. I brought him up from mile high, some uh, one thirty six L's factory Lapua, which we know are going to be slow, right? But you know what? Once you're above a certain uh, speed parameter, it really doesn't matter anymore, Frank. No. Because yeah. you don't have a lot of wind up here. It's so probably not, a low node, but it is a node. It, it was right. an, it's, yeah. you, you got a low node, you got a medium node, and you got a high node. And guys reload to that high node for speed, but the factory ammo is in the low node. And it doesn't matter. It works. It's predictable. It's Guess repeatable. what it does? It exposes good fundamentals. <laughs> because a high node will, will we'll allow see. you to get away with bad fundamentals. Yeah. But a low node... Carried to a thousand with uh, uh, waterline hits all the way down is going to expose good fundamentals. And, and I'll tell you what I did. I got on James's gun. James uh, TRG three hundred eight. We had clay. We put clay pigeons out at a, on the berm at a thousand yards. You know, when, when thousand ten. Right, thousand ten. When we open up the range to the free shoot, but we tell them verify your dope, come back and come forward. But what does everybody want to do? They want to hit fucking clay pigeons. Yeah, and so. I'm sitting there, and I'm helping some guys. I'm working with some guys. I shot I shot Wild Bill's rifle, the Bagara. And, 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 you know, I had a second-round hit on the Clay Pigeon with the Bagara. All good. And I'm watching these guys, and in my mind, they were camping out too much on the Clay Pigeons. So I jumped on fucking James's gun, Jimmy D, from the podcast earlier, and I shot the fucking Clay Pigeons on him to get rid of them. Yep. I didn't want him shooting the clay no, pigeons. And I told you, you remember me saying, guys, you got to go back to the 7, 8, 9. That's your intermediate long range, but that's where you're going to make your money. Because if you can come to this uh, course or this range and, and clean 7, 8, 9, you've got it. You've yeah. got fundamentals. The, if you could, the picture you posted on Alaskan Precision Rifle was me on James's gun when I fucked up all the clay pigeons that were left so they'll leave them yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, you know what, dude? I didn't say anything. They I, wanted to burn because they could get the the, the, the miss action, the miss action. Right, they get the feedback. Yeah. And and I'm like, you know what? You you guys all had enough time on the clay pigeons. Yeah. Leave them fuckers alone. I went and shot three of them up that remaining, and I'm like, we're done. Get them the fuck out of here. And then they went and shot seven, and they started shooting those targets yeah, once. Yeah. And they went to the wolf. The hunter guys went to the wolf, but it was like, listen, dude. Leave that fucking clay pigeons alone. You're that's not practical. Well, it's novelty. For you. It's novelty, but it's not practical. Right. Yes. It's not practical. Yeah. We it's all, arcade. Yeah. It's arcade shit. Okay. It's a guy with a BB gun in an arcade. That's we, what it is, and it's fun. I yeah. get it. But but get you got to get away from that. Get back to the. I mean, with these guys, I did the carnival comp with them. Uh, it was three fifty. Little bitty targets, the bowling pin, the little the, those little round circles yeah. in James's rack. Yeah. Those were like. Three and four inch targets at 350 yards with these guys with their hunting rifles. I scored them. I did a little carnival thing with them. Devin won. I gave him a hat, you know, sniper side hat. I got a bunch of them up here. And, and I give them away as prizes and stuff for people with, during the competition. But 
We did it at practical ranges. Because, yeah, it's super fun to go shoot a clay pigeons at 1,010 yards. But for these guys, it's not practical. Why are you wasting your time on those clay pigeons? Shoot those other targets. Yep. Get the center hole at the 450. There's a 5-inch center hole at the 450 target. You know, a lot of these targets have floppers. And I'm going to tell you what, props to Magneto Speed. We have five of the Magneto Speed T1000 light systems on here. They were money. Yeah, that we used. And one of them for the 700-yard target was at the bottom of the plate because that was where it was the right width for that, actually. And, like, not realizing it, the flower... That the, that the flower was going to open and shred it over time. And it did. Yeah, but what it shredded was the Velcro, yeah. and it shredded the strap. The fucking light react survived. Yeah, it never harmed the system. Actually. All we had to do was move it to the top and change the Velcro, and then we had to redo the straps on it, and it was one of my T-1000s, yeah. got my name on it. I'm going to post it on uh, Facebook, or Sniper's Hide. Magneto Speed got that shit right. Instant feedback. Yes. We love it, because they Instant see the flash. Yep, instant yeah. feedback, and then find your hit. Right. And correct for the hit. Yeah. No, man, this is all good. We're going to go up, and we're going to go drink some more. Yeah. We, we got, you guys got it's time. Early. It, it, it's early, man. What is it? Uh, it's 925 here. Oh, we, we've been drinking since six and, and, you know, but I'm telling you the contrived stuff, the fucking buying your way into the game, the wind cheaters. Yeah. They have a context. I get it. I, I'm, I'm a guilty of it. I, I, I was, a, I was a tip of the spear with it. I understand it, but I have an appreciation for building marksmen with run what they brung, hunting stuff. You know what I mean? Factory ammo, 300 win flinch factories. Yeah. We fixing flinches in these guys. We're double earing them. We're doing all this stuff to kind of correct these problems created by these magnums. They don't realize the ballistic advantage of a 6.5 Creedmoor. Only three 6.5 Creedmoors out of 13 people on this line. Okay, we had more 300 wind mags up to 338. That creates problems. Yep. We have to correct those problems and we don't let you get away with it. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We don't let you get away with it. If you're out there shooting the 300, 338, and you know what? If you got a little bit, I'm, like I said, whole arm shooters because they're anticipating recoil. And like Mark presses them, dry snap, dry snap. You know, when when you're on deck, you better be dry firing or he's going to turn his head and he's going to say, I don't hear no snaps. You know what I mean? I don't hear snaps. That guy starts snapping and they'll change. They'll change their hand position. The whole, di- whole shooting dynamic came forward a lifetime. Right. Because their uncle or their granddad had him doing this and we got him doing that. But basically, they're going away from here. Um, expert marksmen, not necessarily. No, but but they got engaged, foundations. Engaged marksmen who now have a solid uh, foundation. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's 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 refreshing. 
it's a nice thing to see. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to Gunworks next week. I'm going to go shoot the Gunworks match in Cody. I'm fucking nuked, man. My neck hurts like nobody's business. That's why, you know, the little liquid fucking, you know, therapy helps. And, and my shoulder's killing me. I shouldn't. The, the physical therapist in the VA does not want me shooting. I'm shooting it anyway because I am staying in touch with that. I understand that world. Sniper side cup. Longest running fucking PRS style match going. There's no other match out there that's been doing it as long as the Sniper's High Cup consistently. This shit was born where the Sniper's High Cup was born down in South Texas. Okay? I get it. And I'm still playing it. We had Steve. Steve came up. Pratt student. He's got an MPA 6 Creedmoor. And he was hammering. Vortex Gen 2. We're not anti that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? But there's a difference between a marksman and a shortcut. But Steve also came to us for the fundamentals. Right. More than once. Yep. yep. You he know, works with I mean, we, he works for Conoco Phillips. He makes big bucks. He can go anywhere. He came to us. And, you know, here's, here's the deal, man. I get it. Okay. There, there, there's, there's a lot of things you can do. Build that foundation first. Let's go get a drink, Frank. All right, man. We're going back I've up been to out the bar. For, They're I've probably been, looking for us. I've been out for like 20 minutes, man, at least. Yeah, uh, you've been out for 27 minutes. Yeah, okay. Let's so go. let's go. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Sniper. Thank you for sharing. I know we're over 2,000 people and I haven't made a uh, talk. Like I said, man, if you're into choking yourself out, get a Tito hang up. Stay Peter, safe. No, Peter hang up. Peter hang up. Get a Peter hang up. Get a hold of yourself. I don't want you David Carey. Get a hold of yourself. You know, hang upside. No, you have to hang upside down. Then get a hold Get the of blood to your head. You could actually mount a TV upside oh, down iPad. in that room and watch porn upside down on your Peter, on your Peter hang up. Yeah, and your Peter hang up. Because I'm going to put an iPad mount on it. You know what I mean? I don't want I don't want David Carradine's out there. I don't want to hear that Joe there listening right now. Don't choke yourself. Don't choke your choke chicken. Choke your fucking dead. chicken, friend. Right, man. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Mark and I are in the Marine Corps together. We're fucking <laughs> experts. I'm gonna tell me. Tell me your favorite story. You tell the class. Oh my god. Tell me your favorite story. Frank slept right above me. I'm I'm platoon sergeant on this uh, employ uh, deployment, and and basically. Um, Hey, I'm some, yelling at you every day. To every stop night, the Mark, rack. Mark, knock it off. Mark, knock it. Off. Taylor, knock. Sorry, Taylor, knock it off. Sorry, Taylor, knock it off. I'm like, shut up, Frank. Shut up, Frank. And then I just finally got enough of him badgering me over my my um, extra extra extra. I don't know. I, I was married at the time. Extra marital affair with myself. And basically, <laughs> I'm like, Frank. One night, I set up my catch rag. You know, you know what a catch rag is, right? It's got something's got to catch this shit. So basically. I said, Frank, hand me my catch rag as soon as he gets in the rack. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, it's under your pillow. He pulls, <laughs> he pulls out this crusty-ass rag from under his pillow, and it was on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy, man. I'll talk to you later. You guys who are deployed in Afghanistan, you know what I'm talking about. Later, guys. Ciao.